With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, kid folk? It's RJ Young. I am not on a step, no. Considering the like and subscribe button, if you are watching on the YouTube, if you are listening on the podcast, please leave a five-star review. It only takes a couple seconds, and you can do it while you're listening to the podcast. This is episode number 19 and day number two from Big 12 Media Days, in which we get to talk with Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian, Baylor coach Dave Aranda, Texas Tech coach Matt Wells, and Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy. I wanted to talk with Kansas coach Lance Leipold. I'm sure he wanted to talk with me as well, but they got caught up in a storm that prevented them from flying down to Arlington for the day. But let me tell you this right up front. Lance Leipold is an A-plus hire at Kansas and I can look to six national championships in eight years and the way that he flipped around Buffalo for evidence of that. I think Kansas is in outstanding hands and I think they got an opportunity to let everybody know they are not going to be the floor of this conference with some really interesting games coming up in non-conference against Kansas, uh, excuse me, against Coastal Carolina and Duke. Of course, he coaches Kansas. They're not going to play each other unless it's spring ball. I digress. I was really enthusiastic in talking to Mike Gundy about one topic in particular. And I'll just let you know that it is the artist formerly known as Prince. Look forward to that. Matt Wells and I discussed his time at Tulsa in addition to the back end of his roster. And really, his secondary, Muddy Waters, is going to probably play like 60 games in college football. He's going to be starting back there, I think, in the secondary. And there's a number of other topics that we touch on. But again, this has been outstanding. I hope you enjoy it. We're headed to Big Ten Media Day's later this week, and of course, we'll be in Los Angeles for Pac-12 Media Days for Keep It Locked here on the number one ranked show. Shout out to Producer Cat who directed and edited the show along with Tang Tejano and Jeremy Binbao and Luis Aguilar for their help. The crew gives you what you're about to see right now. I'm here with Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great. Very Yourself? cool, coach. I'm good. I'm excited for what you're trying to do at Texas because, I mean, right off the bat, start with an easy one. Uh, who's the starting quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's uh, it's interesting. And, I, you know, I'm going to touch on the quarterback, but I think it's important to our team, too. You know, to think about when you come on a job and you've been here for six and a half months, mm. you know, you have your off-season winter conditioning program. And then you really only get 15 spring practices, and now we're into our summer conditioning program where we really can't be around our players on the field and with the ball, obviously. And then you get training camp. Um, when you come on board to, to name a starter only after 15 practices, sure doesn't seem fair and right to learn a new scheme, learn a new system, philosophically your approach to playing any position, never, none, needless to say, quarterback. Mm -hmm. So we're fortunate. We've got two really good players in Casey Thompson and Hudson Card. Uh, they're both putting in the work. I love the work ethic. I love the drive. I love the focus. I love the leadership. I love the willingness to learn. Uh, and I like the performance. You know, they, they both have performed really well. And so uh, it's going to be exciting to watch these guys in, in fall camp. And quite frankly, uh, I'm going to have to go with my gut at some point, you know, I mean, yeah, we're going to take in the stats and different things, but ultimately some point in training camp, I'm going to have to go with my gut 
And, um, but it won't be for lack of effort from either of those two guys, that's for sure. Do you see similarities in either one of those guys, both of those guys, and other quarterbacks that you've seen before? You know, I've been fortunate. I, I've had some great ones, man, and not because of me. I, I, uh, I mean, you can go back to Carson Palmer and Matt Leinart and Mark Sanchez or a Jake Locker or a Matt Ryan or a Tua Tonga-Vailoa or a Mac Jones. I mean, I've just been really fortunate. And every guy's been different, quite frankly. Every guy's got a little bit of a niche or a different, you know, kind of component to their game. Um, and, and so they've got pieces of all those different guys, and each guy maybe has a little bit more than, than another. Um, the reality of it is they're both really effective mm. in, in what they do and how they go about their business. And so um, ultimately my job, um, and I think our system is in place to do that, is to put our players in the best position to be successful. And that starts with the quarterback. And so we have to recognize the things that they do really well and then ultimately you know, design game plans and call plays that fit their, their level of expertise. And, with that, hopefully comes their success on the field. And so that's kind of the, the, the process that we're underway with right now. And like I said, I think they're both really talented guys. We talk about the quarterback often because it's such an important position for the sport. And I understand how it drives conversation. But I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, even after putting up 50 a game at Alabama, putting four guys at skill positions into the draft, what's going to stop you from handing the guy seven yards deep a ball 400 times a game? Well, that's, that's a huge component, actually, to who we are and what we're about offensively. Mm. Um, I've never not had a year when I called plays in college football when I didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher. Mm -hmm. So we believe in running the ball first um, because ultimately we believe in the play-action pass. I think the play-action pass is a quarterback's best friend. And play-action passes work a lot better when you're running the ball well mm -hmm. and you've got to commit yourself to defending the run. And so uh, we believe in running the ball um, and we've got an excellent one in B. John Robinson. Um, we've got some tremendous other, you know, complimentary runners back there and Roshan Johnson, Keelan Robinson now on board. Um, so ultimately, you know, our really our offense starts there with that guy that's seven and a half yards behind the quarterback or next to him in nowadays mm -hmm. football, but also throwing in the ball, getting them the ball in their hands in space to do what they do really well, and that's make people miss and, and you know, matriculate the ball down the field to ultimately score. The Bijan that we saw in the second half of 2020 was the one that I had seen in Arizona playing high school football, averaging 17.7 yards per carry. Some gaudy like that. Are there ways that he has popped for you just in those 15 practices that you had where you're like, okay, wait a second, he's a little bit different, or maybe he's living up to what people told me he was? Well, I, I think one thing that has jumped at two things, I should say, mm. that has jumped out at me uh, with Bijan, I would say first is the human being that he is. Mm. He is a phenomenal human being. He's, he's a tremendous football player. He's an unbelievable person. And I think that resonates to why he's such a good teammate and why the guys around him rally around him and, and maybe block a little better uh, for him and do the things that they need to do. The other thing that I think is unique with Bijan, he has a fascinating ability to make full speed violent cuts. Mm. What I mean by that, when he gets to the second level, he's operating at near to top end speed and can put his foot in the ground and make a safety miss or make a linebacker miss and then stay at top speed. And I think that's why you see such the average per carry so high is because he can create explosive runs. Uh, with all that being said, he's still a physical back. He's mm. still got great ball skills catching the ball. He still has really good vision. Uh, but that's probably the trait that is, that is really unique to me and reminiscent of some guys that I've seen in the past. The 
issue that Texas fans talk to me about and the one in which we harp on the most is the development of the roster that you have. It's not that you can't recruit. It's not that Texas doesn't get who Texas should get. It's that since 2015, we haven't seen a first-round draft pick come out of that roster. What are ways in which you can do that? You can get these guys to where they want to be in the NFL. Well, I think development's got a lot of levels to it, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's physical development, um, you know, whether that's in the strength and conditioning program, and we've obviously, in our opinion, have a great one headed by Tory Becton. Uh, I think that's position development, and you know we've got some tremendous coaches. That was one of the key components for me in hiring our staff was coaches that have that have put players into the NFL, that have developed players, and maybe they're not, they're not always the five-star guys that go to the NFL. You know, maybe they're four, three, two-star guys that they develop to go into the NFL. Um, I think the third piece to that is personal development, mm. right? Uh, there's, a, there's a level of maturity that is needed to develop internally. Um, if you think you're already made it, you're not going to maybe put in the work that is needed. So I think for all of that to happen, you need to have buy-in from the players to buy into the culture and the work ethic that's needed to develop individually so that we can develop as a team. And you know, for me, six and a half months into the job, I love the buy-in. Uh, I love what I see. I love what I hear. I love what I feel from our team. Uh, but ultimately, they're, they're the ones that you have to ask that question to about how they feel about the culture and what we're doing with them in the weight room from a schematic standpoint, from a positional standpoint, just from an overall development standpoint. Because ultimately, um, you know, that, that is a huge component to what we do. Um, we, we, don't, we don't just get ready-made players. We have to develop players into what we want them to become so that we can be the best team we can be and then ultimately they can achieve what they want to achieve. You mentioned you've been blessed with quarterbacks and with skilled players. I need to ask, why this job, why now? Well, you know, this is my third go-around at this thing, you know. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been fortunate to, to you know, be the head coach of some tremendous universities. I've been fortunate to be part of some tremendous organizations. And, you know, two years ago, I had a feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get another crack at this thing. Um, I want to make sure it's the right one. And mm-hmm. so I was very selective of the people that I talked to and the jobs that came, that came available. Uh, and when this one came about, I've always held this job in such high regard. Um, I'm, a, I'm a college football fan first. I don't know if you know this, but I love college football. Mm-hmm. I love the pageantry. I love the history. I love the tradition. I, I love all of it. And our brand, our logo, our uniforms have been something, even as a kid growing up in California, I've always admired from afar. And then you start looking at the recruiting base, uh, the, the, the three to five hour radius. You start looking out the alumni, the donors. You start looking at the, ed- the value of the education, um, you know, where we're located, the, the great rivalry games we get to be part of. It just felt right. It felt like this was the right time for me. It was the right job for me. And... Um, feel like I've got a lot more uh, questions, answers to the test uh, that, are, that are needed at a job like this and, and understanding and recognizing the expectations that come with a job like this and embracing those. Um, and I think that's what's needed when, when you take a job at the University of Texas. Right on, Coach. Uh, I want to ask you some fun questions now. You got we, it. We've been asking these and uh, getting some interesting conversation about this. So first one, say three nice things about your rival. Competitive, mm. tough, mm. passionate. See, like, man, 
Okay. You're just right on course with that. I love that. Uh, best uniforms in college football, can't say your own team. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Okay. I like that. That's an inspired choice. But they're powder blues. Ooh, the powder blues. See, I wish they would wear those more often. Uh, I get to see them every now and again. All right. Last one of these. Which college football player was your favorite past? Maybe somebody you coached. Maybe somebody you watched growing up. Well, I'm on Fox. I, I, uh, and this is tough because those guys played together. I loved Reggie Bush. Hmm. He was a phenomenal competitor electric player um but at the same time matt leinert was right there with him and i loved his competitiveness and his leadership but those two guys were you know from a college football standpoint they were hard for me to pass up coach uh i put together what i thought was the all-time offense and defense in this league i would like you to take a look at that tell me who i missed Well, I don't know if they were in this league, but where's Ricky Williams? Uh, I thought about it. I thought about it, and I wanted Cedric Benson there because Cedric Benson went for 4,000-yard seasons in a row. I get it. Okay. Hey, hey I, I get it. Okay. I'm just asking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Plus, he I like I like Vince up top. Uh, well, who doesn't like Vince up top? Right. Okay, like, let me, I'm Oklahoma on defense here. Answer that question. Um. I'm gonna ask, where's Michael Huff? Ooh, okay. See, now I knew I was gonna get Michael Huff or Aaron Ross, but who am I taking off? I don't know. But <laughs> the, the only reason I say Michael Huff is, okay, in 2005, in that national championship game, on fourth and two, when Lendell White got the ball, Michael Huff makes the tackle that ultimately gets Texas the ball back and then allows Vince to score. Uh, so Michael Huff would be the guy I would add on see, here. See, I, I can't argue with that. I would only say I have a hard time taking off an Earl Thomas or Roy Williams. Okay, all right. Not my problem. Hey, you, hey. you asked me who, who should be on here. I did, I did. <laughs> Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian, thank you so much, sir. This has been fun. Thanks for having me. I'm here with Texas Longhorns Keandre Coburn and Bijan Robinson. Fellas, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah, blessed. I'm blessed to be here. Yes, sir. So I want to start with this, Bijan. Before we get into how great you are, and you are great, <laughs> why didn't you sing Boomer Summer from a man on his cameo? Oh man, uh, <laughs> shoot! I, I mean, I, I kind of just wanted to make it like you know as a joke, right. as as like a funny thing. But I didn't know he was gonna like kind of take it in and turn it around a little bit. But it was, I thought it was pretty cool. I just thought it was. was too, and yeah. I thought you were gracious in doing so. It, it made <laughs> my you. day. Uh, Good, Keandre. When you saw that, what'd you think? I, mean, I didn't even know he did that. <laughs> like, can I get that video? I'm gonna post it, you know, in the group chat and let everybody feel like this. Really. Nah, bro, it was even. <laughs> Man, really? I would have paid a little price for you to not do it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't even know he did that. I mean, it was, um, you know, he just probably had to do it. You know, it was he had to do his contract probably. So, no, no respect. I'm, I respect the man hustle, you know? <laughs> That's what's up. All right, yeah. let's turn the football for just a little bit here. Uh, yes, Keandre, you got a couple dudes on that defensive line I'm very excited about, and Vernon Broughton and Alfred Collins. Tell me about those cats. So you talk about skinny legs first. That's Vernon. <laughs> but no, nah, Vernon, that's my, um, I mean, all of them are my dogs. Um, I love all of them in the, in the room. Mm -hmm. Vernon is probably by far the quickest. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy if I say that because when I go to AC, AC is quicker. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's just, 
they're young, talented, and they're hungry. They want to eat. They don't care if they're young. Even last year, they didn't care they were young. They want to get on the field and play. And, I mean, every day they come in and work, we all work. So just seeing them and knowing, like, if I go down, next man up, I mean, they're going to be just as better or probably even better than me. So, I mean, it's just good seeing all these young kids. Well, young, I, I'm crazy. I'm saying young kids, like I'm old or something like that. But how you feel? Think I feel talking to y'all? <laughs> okay. But I mean, them two, them two dudes right there are very talented, and I can't wait to see them back on the field. Bijan, after particularly the second half of last year, but last year, you got a new head coach, you got a new system, you got yep. a new coordinator, lots of moving pieces around you. How's the offense adapting to this? Man, it's been great. Uh, you know, Coach Sark and his philosophies to to try to, you know, seek out your skill sets and and seek opportunity for for everybody on that offense. But I just like that he um, is just very like very intelligent in what he's trying to do with this team and not just the offense, but the whole team. And I mean, obviously, he know we all know what he can do as an offensive mind, and he knows how you know he can disrupt defenses and create mismatches. But just to see what he's trying to do. Um, everything kind of slower and to then you know when it, when we get to the season it's going to click you know a lot faster and a lot better for all of us and you know just be an effective offense you know going forward keandre coach kukowski comes in there quickowski yeah. I'm, I'm man should i be saying pk like y'all yeah just say pk yes. i'm gonna say pk like yep. y'all yep. actually you know you're OU fan so you can't even call <laughs> coach pk yeah, i can't why can't I? You can say it today. I can say it today? You can say Coach PK. Can I mean, I, look, I got to get his name right to, for, to begin with. I don't even know. That's why I call him Coach PK. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> the- <laughs> My question is, yeah. is there one thing in particular that he changed about how y'all go about practicing defense that you would point to? Um, I mean, because every defensive coordinator I had always preached attack the ball, want the ball. That's every defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. want the ball. But I think he did it a different way to mm-hmm. show you how to actually get the ball. Because me, why am I in drills doing draw back, catching a pick? Like, I'm going to do that every opportunity. So he taught me where I'm in a position where I'm locked up with an O-line, and I see a runner back, punch the ball out. That's the type of drills D-line do, to where DBs do drills, what they do to get the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think he did that a different way, and it was um, kind of it, – it, it was new to me because me, I'm used to, like, you know, running, picking up the ball, dropping back like a DB, having fun in practice doing that, but to where, like – he actually take it serious, you know, he doesn't play. So I'm actually doing stuff that I actually could do in the game to where, like I said, I'm locked up and I'm seeing him run. I probably can't make the tackle, but I see the ball, I can punch out while I'm locked up. Mm-hmm. And it's just new opportunity and new ways to get the ball and I'd never seen before. So Bijan, when you learned that Coach Sarkeesian was going to be your new head coach, what mm-hmm. was your first thought? Man, just excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I see what Coach Sarkeesian did before Alabama, you know, at Atlanta. Uh, Washington, uh, USC, and just see, you know, the kind of running backs that he had and the kind of players that he had on offense and to see, you know, the success that they always had when he was the office coordinator or, you know, the head coach. But, you know, just see what he can do here and all the talent that he has on offense. And, you know, for me, just, you know, learning as much as possible from him because, you know, his offensive scheme, his his offensive, you know, mind and, and intelligence, you know, for me is – you know, huge for me because I'm just trying to, you know, be the best that I could be, you know, for the offensive side and, you know, for this whole team. But I, I just like what he's doing, you know, right now, getting me in space and getting the whole offense in space and just creating, you know, different mismatches, you know, and opportunities for all of us. Yeah, I'm interested from your vantage, Keandre, how you see the offense, especially knowing what Coach Sarkeesian can do and getting his guys in the space and getting them the ball in unconventional ways, at least for me, watching the sport. 
What do you think? It really excites me because, you know, me coming from high school, I was used to offense always scoring and defense coming out there just doing the job. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that the previous staff didn't do that. But just seeing this dude right here and just previous what he's done in, I want to say, my little decade of college right now mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, what he did at Alabama, because, you know, Alabama was always known for defense. And right. then previous year they were known for their offense because it's Sarkeesian. And I like that. And uh, coming here, taking this young little talent we got on this side of offense and I just can't wait to see what we're going to do. I just want to be able to go on the field and give the offense more opportunities to get opportunities to score, especially on OU. <laughs> well, hey, look, uh, to that end, though, right, as, as, as the ranking old-timer on the team, yeah. like, I mean, this is, this is personal for you in a way that I don't know that it's going to be personal for a guy like Bijan just yeah. yet and that you've been through this before so many times. What are you trying to get out of this season other than beating Oklahoma and win the Big 12 championship? I mean, it's not really personal because mm -hmm. I take it as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed to be, even be here to mm -hmm. be able to play in college football. But, I mean, I take it as – I take it each game. Like, Sarkeesian pretty much preached for us. Like, he didn't want to force us to be in his culture that fast because mm -hmm. it's impossible to take somebody in a month to be in your culture. So it's building steps by steps. Just like – what Coach Beck preach on my, my diet, on my body, um, slowly lose your weight. So, like, I'm at 335 right now, feeling good, S consistently still losing weight in my diet because it's, it's impossible to lose all that weight that fast. Right. But, like, like you said, like, I mean, it's not personal, but it is a goal for me, and whatever I can do to help the team win is what I really preach more because I'm not really looking for any stats or anything like that. I'm looking more as take each game. So we got Louisiana first. Like, that's an important game. Right. So that's want I take more important first than – further on to be Oklahoma or something like that. I just want to take that game, like a game as a game. So, like, that's what I really preach about that. Right on. All right, so I want to pivot to some compilation questions. We've been asking coaches and players alike these questions, and I'm really interested to see what y'all have to do with these. Yeah. All right, so first one is saying three nice things about your rival. Which one do you want to talk about? Because everybody's all right. Which one do you think I want you to talk about, Keandre? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> man. Uh, if that's who you consider your rival, then. Yeah. Uh, three things I would say good about them. Mm -hmm. um, that they're a great office of mine. Like, what, what they've been doing the past couple of years is amazing over there. And I and I really, like, I look at that because it's, it's, it's crazy how they could do so much with different players. Like, they had to take a quarterback in one year and make him the best quarterback in the country. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Uh, two. Uh, I like the uniform choices. I think the uniforms are kind of nice. Okay. Uh, three. Oh. Huh. I'm tired. I mean, it's a lot of good things to say, but I don't want UT fans to hate me saying I really like them. So, I mean, things I say, I like the tradition. Like, they, they know how to win. With anything, because even last year with them losing the games at first, being like, oh, OU's not going to do this, and then I know where it came and won a Big 12. Um, I like the way that they consistently love winning, and they know how to win. I said that. Dijon, what you got? And I said for me, I mean, just like what you said, just their offensive mind. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're great on offense. Um, I take a lot of things, you know, from previous players there, like Adrian Peterson. I watched mm -hmm. a lot of film on him, you know, at Oklahoma because, I mean, he, he just how explosive he was and how he started that offense to to what it is now and to what it's become with DeMarco Murray, all those type of players. Um, it's just been great to see. And, you know, I, for me, I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends on that team. You know, I know there's a rivalry, but, you know, off the field, you know, it's just, you know, we're, we're, we're bros, we're, we're friends and but on the field, you know, it's just competitive. It's just like another game that we just got to, you know, play our hearts out, you know, for ourselves. But and the last thing, uh, what's the last thing? 
you know, I didn't I didn't get to play on play against them that much last year. Uh, I mean, yeah, just just how they how they know how to win, man. It, you know, it's a good thing to see. You know, and and it's good to see because you know we have that kind of competition that we get to play against, and we have you know that consistent. You know those consistent good games that you know people get to watch and people get to see. But you know, I, I know, I know for the future, you know, coming up, you know, just you know the kind of games it's going to be. It, it'll be fun for me, the team. You know, even Keandre, just to to get to play teams like that and and, and have fun doing it. So last one I have yeah. for y'all. Yep. Who on the team would you most want to date your sister? <laughs> 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 Man, she probably me, huh? He said least. No, most, most. We not, we not, nah. We not trying to do that. <laughs> most. I would probably you say. Last week you said me. I would say Bijan. No, I'm kidding. All right, Dicker. Cause the kicker. Yeah, the, the kicker. Okay. Cause he, I mean, I just like. I'm Bijan. clarifying. Cause Bijan's very like. I mean, I want to say just. I ain't gonna. Nah, I ain't gonna say that. Cause that's gonna put us down. Nah. Like but he's very like. He's humble. Um, <laughs> Is respected, um, and I just feel like you know I would I would, I would love to call my brother in law, right. and I call my brother Ray, so you know I wouldn't have no problem dating my sister, right but not really in real life though. <laughs> but if I had to choose, it'd probably be John. B. John, how about you? Uh, shoot, I probably said like Hudson Card. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just because I mean he. I mean, he's a super humble guy, very quiet. Sometimes, you know, he'll he'll always give you his personality, but you know, he's just a really good dude, you know, to to be around. And you know, I can always see him dating my sister. Right on. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, before I let y'all go, I put together what I thought were the all-time offense and defense in the history of the Big Twelve. Y'all take a look at that. Tell me who I missed or who you would add. Ricky Williams. Look, look, Coach Stark already, he grilled me over that, too. Look, who he got as running back? I got Cedric Benson. Okay, I, I see that. I mean, I mean, yeah, consistency. Four straight years, 1,000 yards. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get yeah. a man his flowers. Like, you know, we all know what Ricky about. Okay, okay. Um, Plus, Ricky played a year in the Southwest Conference. Yeah. But, you know, now nah, that's getting off in the tangent. I mean, okay, on well, here I would say Huff. You're missing Huff. He said that, too. I would take him. I would take yeah. Probably, see, I really don't know who Derek is. Straight? Yeah, I don't probably know. Who, you I don't know. Heard, I heard of his name. Thor- Thorpe Award winner? Okay, I'll probably keep on there. But Justin, <laughs> Justin, Justin, I used to watch his highlight. Right. But I'll probably put Huff right there. Okay. You did pretty good on this one. All right, all right. Wait, what about, um, didn't Oklahoma State have another receiver? Uh, he Dez Bryant? You should put Dez Bryant on there. He wasn't that good in college? Justin Black? Nah, he was good. He was good. But, man, I got 11 positions. I got 11 positions. You do got 11 positions. I got 11 positions. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. AP, he. Yeah, CD was he's crazy. He's the guy. Uh, Mark Andrews, a great tight end. And, um, yeah, you did, you did. Right now. You did good on this one. This, this was good. But I do see, about, I do see a lot of OU players, so I see why. You know, <laughs> not saying OU is not great, but. <laughs> you know what? Hey, on that note. <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. DeAndre Coburn, John Robinson. Thank y'all so much for the time. I yeah. had fun. I hope y'all yeah, did too. Yeah, same here. Yeah, thank you. I'm here with Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders and linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez. How you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be here. Glad to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad. So I want to start with this. Uh, Spencer, you're going into this year where you're the elder statesman on the team, right? Like, for all intents and purposes, this is your team and this is going to be your season. What are you asking for your teammates to do this year? 
Uh, just work within each other, stay together. I mean, we're all one team and nobody's better than nobody, so hold each other accountable and do what you gotta do. Short and simple. Malcolm, how does it feel to hear that from Spencer? And it feels like a leader talking right there, so you know, we'd love to hear that and you know, we're gonna keep all accountability and be on that same level. So, I want, bruh, you, what are you, 2.30? Oh man, that's like two times, that like two times now? What are, I, yeah, about 2.30, 2.35. It, look. Man, man, Coach Glass, come on, man. Have, right, you ever, for, have you ever met the guy? I, I'm just joking. I, but, but hey, let me, let me get at it this way. I watched you wrestle mm-hmm. at Wagner. Yeah. You ain't no 2.30 no. when you wrestling at Wagner. No. So when I say it, you know that I mean it, Yeah. okay? And then going from safety to linebacker, never got to talk to you about that transition. How is that transition? It was for you? good, man. Okay. Like I said, gained a little thirty pounds. You know, mm-hmm. just a little bit, just a little thirty pounds. Went down there, but the transition was easy. You know, got in there, got in the playbook. I mean, I already knew what safeties were doing, so it's kind of an easy transition going from uh, the safety to linebacker. You know, now you know the whole system. All right, so I mean, it ain't like Coach Smith is gonna come over there and ask you to, you know, go heavyweight. No. Yeah. Look at no, yeah, dog. I ain't out here. I ain't no Coach Smith. Yeah, hey, he got me. Iron, Black Iron, Iron out there. Okay, yeah, he's always calling himself Black Iron. <laughs> love it, man. He's a character. I love him. I like it, too. Uh, Spencer, I want to talk about Presley for a little bit. Brennan, to be specific. What was it like for you to see him come into his own in the bowl game? Uh, it was phenomenal. I mean, I've, I've, he's got great talent, and he displayed it to me. And honestly, I mean, I, I didn't see it before. Mm. Like, like I said, I mean, I've seen him at practice doing, you know, every, every now and then he'd have something, you know, you open your eyes. But bowl game, I mean, it was every pass. It was He was making something out of nothing. So really kind of watching him grow within a season is great because now what can he do four years in time? What can he do in three years in time? I mean, as a, as a former Texas State Player of the Year, you recognize another uh, Oklahoma State Player of the Year, right? With yeah, the short yeah. king energy. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Hey, look, there you go. That's my man's. That's my man's right there. He understand. No, but like to see him do that and know that you have a guy that you can depend on along with all these guys that you have coming back for you. What does it mean now that you're transitioning in this time that you don't have a Tylen Wallace? You don't have a Chuba Hubbard? Uh, you just, just football at this point. Like at the end of the day, we're just going to keep playing. And like, like I said, I mean, we lost some phenomenal players. We mm-hmm. had great people. I mean, we had great attacks. Like everybody knows Tylen Wallace. Everybody right. knows Chuba Hubbard. But at the end of the day, I mean, everybody's time comes to an end somewhere, whether it's football, basketball, or anything. So at the end of the day, you just got to keep working and, you know, don't let nobody tell you you can't do nothing. So I feel like, I mean, with this team we got, we can do some phenomenal things. And I'm excited, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm more of the silent, keep my head down and work, let my my work do the talking when it's time to play. I like it. I like it. Malcolm, the defense is on some level that I haven't seen in the last couple of years. I understand that folks were getting used to Coach Knowles. I understand we were getting used to Coach Knowles. Mm-hmm. When did you see the defense begin to click? I'd say my sophomore year mm-hmm. at the end, you know, the bowl game, stuff like that. We played, uh, who was that? Missouri mm-hmm. Liberty Bowl. I mean, after that, you know, that spring, we just started clicking. You guys, you know, Buying in, buying in. So that's the most thing coming in here, just buying in, buying into the system. And, and you know, you look at it and you're like, all right, you know, he's got a real thought out, like, game plan. Like, he puts, like, cities and states together. You know, he'll, like, so he's just so smart and, like, how he, like, schemes it up and everything. Spencer, who on the offense this year you think has taken a leap since the offseason is, well, we're in the middle of the end of it. But as we go into preseason camp, who are you looking at to say, hey, look, you showed me something in spring game. You showed me something in those 15 practices. Show me something in the preseason camp. 
Uh, I wouldn't say anybody particular. I'd say we. I mean, I'm always going to speak on this team as we because we moved together. We're a bond. We're a pact. And, you know, like I said, uh, we built so much chemistry over this offseason. I've seen so many guys grow. I mean, I can give you plenty of names. I can give you Taylor Venturco. He's a left tackle. I can give you Jake Springfield. He's at right tackle. Danny, transfer from Miami, which is a center. Left guard, Josh Seals, right guard, Hunter Woodard. I think they've all made a phenomenal step. Um, everybody knows LD Brown. He's returning. He's going to do what he do. He does what he does. Right. You know what I mean? And we've got some youngins uh, stepping up to the receiver core. So, I mean, we're excited about those guys, and I've seen them make some phenomenal steps. And, you know, obviously they've got some, you know, maturing to do some little things to take over as they come over to the offense. But, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we're just going to operate. I'm going to do the best I can to lead them and give them the best direction and path to do what we can do. All right, um, Mr. 230, uh, just, just, I'm going to give you. Five times. Hey, look, look, look. And we might get to eight or nine. Yeah, we might because, yeah. hey, look, you look so good. You really do. I mean that. I appreciate it. But I'm going to give you the same opportunity. You talk in terms of we if you need to, but mm -hmm. who on that defense are you looking at? Just like Spence said, man, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a unit, man. We're all brothers back there, so it's we want the best for each other. We're all competing, uh, sweating together, bleeding together. So everyone's, you know, on a different level. Like I said, we're veterans back there. We got, what, eight at 11 returning. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we say we got a lot of you know chemistry back there. We got you know we know each other. We know what you know we're capable of. So you know everyone's gonna have a breakout season. Now this is my favorite thing that we do. I put together what I bet thought were the best all-time offense and defense for the Big 12, mm -hmm. dating back to 1996 when we started the league. Y'all take a look at these. You have the offense, Spencer. You have the defense, Malcolm. Y'all tell me who I missed and who you taking off if you want to add someone. Yeah. All right. Mm. So you got the Justin Blackman part. That's the Justin Gilbert. Yeah, you man. would be Earl amazed Thomas. at how hey, much flat uh, catch for that. Oh, you said big dog. Oh, never mind. You would be amazed. Oh, Kenneth Murray. Ooh. I don't know. I was just think. I think James is a different breed. Washington. Yeah. Okay. Who taking off? Ooh. Go, go, go ahead, say it. Go ahead, say it. Oh, he's not going to say it. He's not going to say it. Let it say Go ahead, say it. No, switch, 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 switch. Malcolm, did you see anybody you wanted to add or take nah, off? I look good, man. Okay. I look good. All right. Tight end Mark Andrews. Oh, Oh, you need VT. You need Vincent Taylor. You want a field goal block. We yeah, were just that talking is, about uh, this. That's we were. I mean, we playing defense. We're not playing special teams. He's going to get through that. Special ball. teams okay. is okay. defense. Okay. Who, um, who are you taking off? <laughs> you put me in a bind. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my gut. Yeah, nah, we gonna nah, no respect, uh, no disrespect to Gerald. You know, we are gonna put Vincent in there. Vincent Taylor. Who we taking off? Oh, why are we looking? Say like with your that? chest. Nah, Say okay, with your chest. Right. Okay, we go Gerald McCoy. Okay, we taking off Gerald McCoy to put Vince Taylor on there. All right, Malcolm, what you got? Mm. I'm just showing love. You know what? Like I'm gonna say it. Okay. Jen Washington and them for CD Lamb. Yeah, come on, yeah. Come I'm going to say it. Say it with your chest. I was going to say My boy Jay is loving it, brother. You know, man, we running nines and sevens all day anyway. That's all y'all going to be doing, right? But I, I appreciate that because when I put together the offense, I'm looking for guys that can get me six every time they touch the ball, mm -hmm. right? And on defense, I'm looking for TFLs. Yep. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, Spencer Sanders, Malcolm Rodriguez, thank you both for your time. It's been a lot of fun for me. I hope it's fun for you guys. I'm here with Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, first, I want to talk about the legacy that you have at Oklahoma State. I was doing some numbers here. 
and y'all are one of just 10 teams to win 10 games of each of the last 11 years, uh, give or take on average, mm -hmm. right? How you doing that in Stillwater, Coach? We've had a lot of good players. We've had great people. Mm -hmm. um, consistency, in my opinion, in our profession is don't try to do too much. Mm -hmm. Got to know when to be innovative, but then just don't get out of your box. Um, the players understand that we care about them, so they give us a lot. And uh, sometimes you have a little luck. But uh, personally, I'm really proud of those accomplishments. And, you know, we've graduated 375 players since I've been the head coach. And that's pretty cool. It gives those guys a chance to go out there in the real world and do something with, something with their lives. And I'm really proud of that with our players. I would be remiss as a kid from Tulsa who grew up in Tulsa, who went to school in Tulsa, if I didn't say most of your teams, for me, have had a backbone that is built from the state of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Why is recruiting that state so important for you? Because you have good salt-of-the-earth people. Mm -hmm. You have people that understand blue-collar hard work, and uh, it's a very humble part of the country where mm -hmm. everybody, family's important, mm -hmm. um, unselfishness is important, and uh, we have started pushing hard in the state of Oklahoma and recruiting the last eight or 10 years, and it's benefited us in a huge way. When you think about a dude like Brendan Presley, for mm -hmm. instance, and the way that he came on strong toward the end of the season, that's an example of the kind of player that you're talking about. That's right. Brennan was, in somebody's opinion, a little bit undersized, mm. uh, maybe not fast enough for being his size. So um, I don't know really if anybody else recruited him but us, and he came in, he's been fabulous. But he has a desire. He's got a drive in his heart. He's got an awesome mom and daddy that have instilled values in him, and you can see that on game day. One of the players that you brought in here today, Malcolm Rodriguez, mm -hmm. also from Eastern Oklahoma, right. I was commenting on how much bigger the guy had gotten because last time I saw him, he was in a singlet in Wagner, right? right? And then he's playing safety drops down. What has it been like for you to watch him take ownership of that position after really not having played it all that much? Pretty cool. He mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, a four-star athlete, four-sport athlete in high school, mm -hmm. about 175, something mm -hmm. like that. Now he's about 220. Mm -hmm. uh, transformation with his body with Coach Glass and the strength and conditioning. But he's a great young man. He's a perfect example of what we were talking about with these, these kids from Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. um, he works hard. Um, he stays humble. He's bought into the program. He's a good leader. He's a good person. He's already graduated. Uh, those are things that warm my heart. So, Coach, I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions, questions okay. that we'll be giving all the players and coaches. Um, and the first one I hope you have fun with, say three nice things about your rival. Oh, they're, uh, they're red and white. <laughs> um, they have a young coach, and my brother coaches for them. Okay, all right, and he did it quickly. I like it. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying you can't say your own team. Okay. Best uniforms in college football. I have to go with Michigan. Really? I, I, I love the colors and I love the helmet still to this day. Okay. My mama was from Flint. And so I've heard go blue forever. <laughs> and um, the uniforms, they, they have grown on me. Okay. All right. Uh, which fictional football player? would you most want to join your team? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. Fictional football player. Mm -hmm. um, I would take The Rock. Which movie? Hmm. 
What's the movie? Was it Walking Tall? That's the one. Okay. He's a bad dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I take so him. Thick, dude. I, oh yeah, and he had the stick. Yeah. I take him on my team. Okay. No, no, with the stick. With the stick, yeah, though. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Taking the stick out of the truck. I like it. Um, which past college football player was your favorite? Oh, let's see. Past college football player was my favorite. So many of them. Had to be Barry Sanders. I was going to say, it, it could I mean, be a guy just, that was in the backfield. I mean, I, you know, um, there's just nobody like him. Mm. I mean, there just wasn't anybody like him. You know, he, he steps out of the NFL because he didn't like the limelight. He could have played 10 more years. And uh, nobody would have touched him. Then. Nobody would have touched him. He just was so special uh, to as a person mm -hmm. and as a player. Again, another question I hope you have fun with. The hardest hit you ever took or delivered? The hardest hit I ever took clearly was uh, in 1987. Mm. We were playing Nebraska, and I was on. We were on about our own 40-yard line. We were going um, west. Our field runs east and west, which is unusual. And um, back then, we were under the center. I was under the center. I was running a play-action pass, um, pass 57, and I turned my back. We were on the on the uh, hash close to the sideline. I turned my back and play faked, and I didn't see that Nebraska was firing their corner. And they had a corner back then. His number was five, and I know that because it, when he hit me, it was like a train hit me. And I, I'll think of his name later. I can't remember his name, but he was about 6'2", 200. So I turned my back. I play fake. I turn around. He was on a dead sprint for at least 15 yards sideways. Mm -hmm. And I know more than turn around, he hit me. And I thought he broke both of my hands. <laughs> and when I got up, that's back when you just got up. Right. And I was seeing the stars and mm -hmm. all the things, and I was trying to get in the huddle. And I, I'm, I don't know how it didn't break every bone in my hands, but I'll never forget that hit. See, and that was back before we even had this thing called targeting or personal foul. Oh, yeah, that was targeting, roughing, personal foul, <laughs> illegal shit. That was that should have been everything. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, Coach, uh, I hope to take pride in this one. Mm -hmm. Best dressed or worst dressed, but let's go best dressed player on your team. I'm going to go with L.D. Brown. Okay. Out of DeSoto, Texas. Okay. That's who I'll go with. Why? He wears some flashy stuff. Uh -huh. Like he might not. It might not always be like what people think are like the latest fashion. He kind of takes his own stuff, mm -hmm. and and wears it. And looks pretty good. Okay, coach. This one is for me, and this one is for you. Okay. Like, are you playing Prince at practice? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'm a Prince guy. Every single one. One of the greatest, <laughs> innovative musical minds ever. Way ahead of his time. He I mean, was making sounds in the 80s that people didn't even know existed. I want him to get into the, his 300 songs that are in the vault. You know he's got 300 songs. I do. And he had so much pride, and he was such a perfectionist that he never let him out. And I want those songs. <laughs> he's a bad dude now. He is a bad dude. Apollonia and all of them. See? He's awesome. Okay. See, I thought it was a rumor, so I needed to oh, ask. Oh, no. No, I can. I got every one of them. Little Red Corvette, Raspberry Beret, 1999. I've got. I know them all. They're all on my um, my uh, headphones that mm -hmm. I play when I work out. Every one of them. Goodness me. No. That guy's awesome now. Like you ain't got to tell me. 
You I mean, I, I ask questions. He, he, he's he's in the uh, innovative genius category when it comes to music. Mm. Man, he's right. awesome. That made my day, Coach. Um, so I had the audacity and/or arrogance to put together an all-time Big 12 team on mm -hmm. offense and defense. Remember, I only got 11 players for each position because we're doing this for real. Mm -hmm. Who did I leave off? And who might you replace? They're all pretty good players. Well, I don't, I don't know. It's a good league. It's a good league. I mean, I'm with you. I wouldn't take any of these guys off. Mm. And, you know, when you talk about college football, mm -hmm. you know, people will debate the, the deal with Vince Young, mm. but nobody could play like him. Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, you've had, uh, you know, uh, there's been first round, well, first draftees, right. but in, as far as a college football game, nobody could play like him. I mean, you couldn't do anything about it. I mean, when he, when he wanted to go off, you couldn't stop him. I mean, we tried. Yeah. You had a couple dudes like that. You no, had we, play, yeah, you we had good ones, guys. but he was just a different cat. Okay. I mean, you just – when he was going, you couldn't roll him. You couldn't slow him down. Now, nobody has said this to me, but I've sensed it. I could have filled both of those positions with Oklahoma State wide receivers. Uh, yes, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, obviously, Blackman, you had Des Bryant. Mm -hmm. um, but C.D. Lamb, I mean – it's hard to move them out. Well, I would say that. And, and you know what, though? Here's a good comparison. Okay. So what you've done is hard to do. It's mm. like when I hear my kids in the back seat argue over who was better, Michael Jordan or LeBron. Mm. I said, I don't even know why you're arguing. <laughs> and then they'll bring Kobe into it. Mm. They're all three at a level you can't argue. They're, they're in a whole different category. So, I don't. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. You can argue it forever. They're all – when you get to a certain level, it is a, you are who you are. Right. And that's what happens when you make teams like that. Well, and that's that's the point there, man. We know your name, you know, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. I think that's what we're really talking about is do we know that dude's name? Yes, we do. That's exactly right. And I would say I want to I want to tip a tip a cat to your kids. They came in and said, where's James Washington? That's what that, that's what yeah. that guy means to them. Yeah. No, right? that's right. And okay. that's what's important. You're right exactly on. right. Coach Gundy. Thank you so much for this. Awesome. Sir. It's a pleasure. Right on. Good time, man. I'm here with Baylor head coach Dave Randa. Coach, how you doing? Doing great. Right on. So are you excited to actually get to come into Big 12 media days? I am. Okay. You know, the chance to be able to connect. Mm. Last year was just so hard just mm -hmm. being on the outside and not being able to do that. And so things like this right here, I miss, and it's good to be, you know, our masks are off, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're, we're able to be face-to-face -face and be able to see reactions and just all of it. So I never knew how much I missed that, but I missed <laughs> it. No, but it feels like you like these opportunities to really not just talk, not talk about yourself, but talk about your team, talk about football. And that's kind of what I want to get into because when I hear you talk about scheme and I mm -hmm. hear you talk about defending other offenses, mm -hmm. I learned something. Mm -hmm. Where does that want to teach come from? I don't know. I've always been that way. You know, um, when I was a player, mm -hmm. I was a coach. And so I never really played. I, I, would, I would always be injured. Mm -hmm. And so um, I remember being in California, um, so the school I went to was California Lutheran University, so I would always drive, I'd go to USC, and Ed Ogeron was there, and i meet with him, and Dave Dornan was the defensive GA, and, and he would give me some VHS tapes to go study and look back, and then i go to UCLA, 
and uh, Jason Tarver was the defensive GA there, and I'd go visit with Jason, and I'd go all over. I went to LSU for a week, stayed on someone's couch, and then drive up to Washington, to Arizona State, to Arizona, and just meet with coaches. And so just all of that, that knowledge coming back, what you're trying to do is really make connections. Mm. And so when you hear questions, you know, it's a specific question, but you can see, you know, hey, this question's being asked because they saw this. Mm -hmm. And then you can see where that connects to other pieces. And then you can kind of build that up and bring it up to the surface. And so I've always enjoyed that or I've always seen it that way. So one of the stops that you made along the way is at Delta State mm -hmm. where uh, your defensive coordinator, Ronald mm -hmm. Roberts, was your boss at the time. Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways in which you have incorporated really what I think is a, a gritty and grimy philosophy, my parents from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, into this Big 12, Power 5 way of football, all the way back to LSU and winning a national championship? Yeah. No, I appreciate that question. So, like, I met Ron when I was at Cal Lutheran. And so um, I think it was, like, 1997, mm -hmm. 90, 98 maybe. There's a guy that that was in San Diego. He's still in San Diego. He's Poway. Uh, his name is Bill Williams. And so he would coach coaches. So you would you would go bring Bill in, and he would clinic for a day or two and, and the whole thing. And anyways, I wanted to learn. So I would, um, like these guys here, I'd have the camera. <laughs> I would be filming, <laughs> or I would be grabbing the guys, like, burritos and stuff. Or I would be, I think they're still filming me, like, uh, blocking and, you know, being the demo, which I, I hope none of that is around anymore and so like I would do all that stuff just to learn you know and so one of the guys that uh, Bill was clinicking for was Ron and this was like 1998 so Ron was like a high school coach at mm -hmm. that time and so I remember meeting Ron at that point and just kind of staying in touch with him he tried to hire me to go to Tusculum College and then when I was a defensive GA at Texas Tech, mm -hmm. um, I was headed to uh, Houston with our Bryles and Manny Matsakis was on our staff and was going to be the head coach at Texas State. And I uh, recommended Ron to be Manny's DC. So Ron went to Texas State. So we've been kind of communicating ever since, you know, that Bill Williams time. But we both believe in tough defense. We both believe in fundamentals and setting edges. We both believe in, um, you know, uh, sophisticated pressure. Mm -hmm. And so not pressure for pressure's sake. You know, I look at, um, I think people are like this too. I think there's sometimes where, you know, you get to a point where you just kind of unleash on people, right? If there's an argument or whatever it is, and I'm just going to lose it on a bunch of people. And there's just so many unintended consequences when that happens, as opposed to say, you know, what's the real problem? Let's get to the heart of it. And let's, let's just address that. I would look at that from a pressure philosophy of like, you know, we can send, we can send six or seven guys and attack something, but we're just, there's so much unintended consequences that could be left in that wake, right? It's such a uh, all or nothing proposition. Instead, right, let's send four guys, but let's be real specific about how we're doing it and why we're doing it, mm -hmm. right, to get right to the heart of the matter or, or i.e. the weakness of the protection. And so I think, um, you know, Ron's a believer in that and I think has been at the forefront of that. And so excited for our defense this year with Ron, with Ron at the helm. Oh, man, like so am I in that – I come up an Oklahoma fan, right? I'm from the state of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So watching that LSU defense and then watching the Baylor defense mm -hmm. and seeing both of those defenses be able to attack what has been the class of the conference for a very long time, mm -hmm. you can see that philosophy playing out and you can see you guys want to really go at, the, at something in particular. I wonder, is it always hard or is it easy to teach your kids to see the game the way that you need them to see it? 
It, um, it's a great question. I think it, it, uh, it takes time. Mm-hmm. I think it takes, um, it takes, you know, not just getting the information right, but mm-hmm. getting the learning right. And so I think, you know, as coaches, right, we need to be held to a high standard mm-hmm. of, of making sure that whatever we're talking about, that we've worked out all of the connections like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. right? And so that we have the answers for answers that we're going to get. And then we, out, we outline it in such a way that when it's introduced to our players, they're, they're seeing it drawn, they're seeing it on video, we're doing a walkthrough with it, we're doing an individual period where we're drilling a part of it, we're doing it in a half unit section where they're working just with the front or just with the back end. Then they're seeing it in nine on seven, in seven on seven. Then we finally get the team and they see it in team. And then after that practice, we revisit it. And whether it's text messages on a phone of like, hey, this is what we could have done better. This is what we did good. And I think if you take that type of progression, right, and it's not about just the information, but, but getting the learning right, right, and really in the, in the meeting, getting the learning right is, hey, tell me what you think um, we're calling this for. What is this for? Your job is to play the B-gap. How are you going to do that? And having the player say it back, right, and not just the, the, the nodding of the head and just let's move on to the next thing. But you get the learning right and you go through the progression, then they'll start to see it the way that we see it. So you're, you're, you're teaching it the way I would teach language. Uh, background as an English teacher, I love yeah. that. Uh, we're reinforcing and we're allowing you to take ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, before I let you go, I put together what I thought was the all-time best offense and defense to ever play in this league, mm. and I would like to get your thoughts. Um, spent a little time in this league, being back in this league. Yes. Um, there are guys that obviously are left off, mm-hmm. and if you think that somebody should be on, let me know. You know it's great seeing Von Miller in there. I remember, I remember watching him, Roy Williams. I think he's iconic. Um, Earl Thomas, Sue. You know, so um, that Sue would be played in a in a two technique, just head up on the guard, and just whoop him. And so, you know, just watching, just seeing that name brings back those those memories of that of that film. And then, um, yeah, a fair amount of skilled players here. You know, the Vince Young game. I remember I was coaching at Cal Lutheran, mm-hmm. and um, um, I remember I think some. There was some I was recruiting, and so I was actually driving during the time of the national championship game, and so I remember hearing it and the traffic of all of it because it was it was out that way, um, and just hearing the radio call of it brings back memories. Adrian Peterson, his first game um, was I think it was versus Houston, so we played him at OU, and um, we did not stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Then Justin Blackman, I remember him too. Um, yeah, very impressive. A lot of the O linemen here are what you want them to look like. I appreciate you saying that because yeah. I took too much time thinking about that offensive line, man, yeah. and nobody's had anything to say about it. Uh, Baylor head coach Dave Aranda, thank you so much for this time, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you. I'm here with Baylor linebacker Terrell Bernard and offensive lineman Connor Galvin. You, sir. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. All right. So, like, I feel like that's tailored. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Where, Waco? Yeah, right outside Waco. Okay, all right. Outside. It is an inspired choice. I very much enjoy it. Big man in pink. Classic. Hey, gotcha. that's what I'm trying to say. 
We be looking good in these colors. I have to compete with him, man. I no. will. You know, he came into school colors. He, you know, he win. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you and I, we be coming up here just trying not to, not to look bad. He came to win. Oh That's yeah, what I'm exactly. Saying. All right. So I want to start with this. You got your first year head coach in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. What's it been like for y'all over the last few months to be able to see, talk with, meet with? your coaches when we can. I understand right now we're in a different period. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. Um, you know, 2020 was definitely a weird time uh, going through all our install meetings, mm. you know, meeting coaches over Zoom for months. Uh, it was it was weird. But, you know, now we're having we had our spring ball. We had winter workouts, uh, all of our summer stuff. Uh, just spending time together, being able to connect has been it's been really good. Kind of about you. Uh, it's been nice. With COVID, you couldn't do team activities and stuff right. like that. But right. now, like we played dodgeball, we went to Top Golf. Like we were doing like all these things as a team to help like form our bond. Mm. Uh, so I think that's helped us a lot, especially with spring ball and our off-season workouts, our summer workouts. Now it's helping us get closer. So, Coach Randa is a defensive-minded coach. Coach yeah. Roberts, defensive-minded coach. But when I hear Coach Randa speak. He's always teaching me something. It's one of my favorite things about him. What's it like for him to give you this day to day? Yeah, it's definitely the exact same thing that you you just said. Um, you know, he always has a different perspective and a different outlook on things. So, you know, I'll, I'll go up there anytime, knock on his door, go sit down with him, and you know, what I'm saying, just talk football. And you know, I'll, I'll bring a notepad and have pages full of you know, what I'm saying, just just things that he's talking about. And I think it's I think it's interesting just. Um, what he sees and how different it is than you know what a player might see or what even other coaches might see. Yeah, I want to get into that, but I want to start with that. Connor, what do you get out of Coach Randa? And when you see this defense do what it's doing, how difficult is it for you to just identify who you got in a pass-blocking <laughs> situation, in a, in, in a rushing situation? Uh, I mean, with experience, it slows down the game, but mm -hmm. they play fast, they play hard, they're mm -hmm. tough, they're strong, they're fast. So... You definitely have to be on like your P's and Q's to really know what's what's happening. They, they do a bunch of stuff out of a lot of formations. Uh, lots of blitzes come from the right, the left, safeties in the middle, you know. All, pretty much like the whole playbook, you know. So you really have to study each week. So, yeah. And as a teacher, what is he like for you? You know, he's he, he brings, like he said, all these perspectives that you wouldn't normally think of as a football player so he comes at it from like all these angles and it helps you see helps me at least from offensive side study each week to mm -hmm. prepare on this is how tc likes to bring this blitz or this is how oklahoma likes to do this stunt mm -hmm. and he makes it easier for me to like prepare like that so i would be remiss if i did not ask you about your new offensive coordinator mm -hmm. and coach grimes i know you're getting into your second system in as many years but what is it you like about this one? Uh, I, I love Coach Grimes, mm. love Coach Mateos. Uh, but with this system, it's a wide zone system. Mm. So we're, we are running off the ball as fast as we can every play to create as many holes as possible for the back to hit it front side, back side, up the middle, A gap. It, it doesn't matter. You know, we run a lot of plays out of a lot of formations, a lot of misdirection. So I think that'll be good for us. You know, we, we can go fast, we can go slow, control the clock. So there's a lot of ways this offense will help us win. What do you see, Terrell? 
Yeah, definitely what Connor just said. Um, you know, going through spring ball, just getting a getting a little taste of it and seeing you know what they're what they're going to be bringing in the fall. Uh, it's a lot of misdirection, which is one of the most difficult things on defense. Just a lot of different moving parts. Um, so I think I think we'll confuse a lot of people, and then you know the toughness that that's being instilled. Um, I mean, those guys are those guys are bringing it. So I'm excited to see what they do. No, man, like your position is always one of the ones that interests me the most because you can be right and wrong at the very same time based on what you see. For sure. Because depending on what your rules are, right? For sure. You could be right in what you're doing and be wrong because this is what the offense is doing. And I see that in Coach Grimes' offense. So last thing I want to give you guys before we get up out of here is I took the liberty of putting together what I thought was the all-time best Big 12 offense and defense. This is in the history of the league. Take a look at it. Tell me what you think, who nice you would take older. off, who you would add. Who? Nice older. Has... Okay, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's tough to argue I'm with that. I'm glad that you were appreciating the time I took to pick out this offensive oh, line. Yeah. All right? Because nobody has anything else to say about the offensive line. I got, I, I got you. I got you. I appreciate that. I respect Vince, man. He's, He's a legend, but. Too. You got to get your dude on there. Huh? I got to get my guy on okay. there, man. I got to okay. put him on there. Okay. Nah, I, I, respect, respect I respect the list, but. I put James Lynch on here, man. Ooh, okay. I was wondering who's Come on, bro. All right. James Lynch, all-time sack leader. I was, I was here for it. I was here for it. Man scared the hell out of me. Okay. I was raised an Oklahoma fan. All right. Uh, So I get to see that man coming off the edge. Yeah. Like, yo, hey, look. All you gotta do is block him. You block him. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, That's not that easy. (laughs) Who are you taking off then? Who are you taking off? Probably uh, Emmanuel. I don't want to say the last name. All right. Replace him for James yeah, Lynch. See, don't don't nobody want to come out here and say Von Miller, though. Nah, you can't replace Von Miller, man. You can't do that. I'm not going to lie. You can't do that. I like that. Okay, so we got RG3 over here, Yo. and we got James Lynch over here. Other than that, y'all good? Solid with it. Pretty solid. I can, I can live with that. I can yeah, live with that. for sure. Darrell Bernard, Connor Galvin, thank you so much for doing this, guys. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Appreciate right, it. Guys. I'm here with Texas Tech head coach Matt Wells. Coach, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. All right, well... We were getting into it off camera. I want to get into it now. You were from my woods, or I should say I'm from your woods, right? Growing up in Salazar. And then you coached at my alma mater. Yeah. Like, like what are some of your favorite memories about Tulsa? Uh, Tulsa. You know, when we first got there, mm. they were about to, um, basically the, the program was about to abandon, mm. disabandon. Um, and they were about to drop the program. And, um, you know, you, you turn it into, um, I think, three out of the four years we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in bowl games. We won Conference USA Championship, mm-hmm. uh, won the Liberty Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was, those were great moments. Uh, both my daughters were born, St. Francis. Right on. Um, so you, get, you have some memories like that. And, of course, growing up an hour and a half from there um, and being a part of recruiting like Eastern Oklahoma where I grew mm-hmm. up. Um, and a lot of those players had a huge hand in turning around uh, University of Tulsa and, and the um, you know Paul Smith, uh, Garrett Mills, Caleb mm-hmm. Blankenship—they're all Eastern Oklahoma kids. Um, there's a—I had a lot of pride, you know, in that. And well, I mean, you say Garrett Mills. I mean, number one, best tight end in school history. Number two, plays in the NFL. And number three, he's CEO of his own company now. So you got a—you got a pretty good track record on and off the field with your players. And I appreciate the time being there. I, I got there 0506, mm-hmm. going straight through. And of course. You went on to do this, right? We made a couple stops along the way, but I want to talk about Texas Tech for just a second here. Going into year three, mm-hmm. what are your expectations for your team, which is, I'm proud to say, old and got daddies on it. Uh, expectations would be 
you know, absolutely we're making progress. Mm. Being in a bowl game, I think, is is obvious. It's mm. understood. Mm. Uh, we all we all understand that. But the vibe's never been better um, in the two years we've been there going into year three. Um, we've got more talent in the building. That talent is, uh, you know, helping change the culture because that talent has hearts. Mm. Um, whether they're transfers that we've brought in or guys that have been in this program that have grown up and they've developed and they've bought into to the things that we've changed over the last two years. And uh, we always say how you do anything is how you do everything. And it's how we lift, how we go about um, living by our core values off the field, the accountability and the discipline, the toughness that we try to instill in these guys. And um, when you do that and hearts change and you do it with better players and you're bringing in players that have hearts that you're trying to help change that culture, they mesh up with that. Then you've got to, um, you got a chance to have a winning season and be in a bowl game. And those are the things that we're working towards. Um, you know, there's, there is a great vibe and, and some of the, the super seniors that have chosen to come back, I think that validates it a little bit mm -hmm. in terms of the things that we got going. They wanted to come back and play another year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we want to send those guys out as winners. I can tell you that those seniors. You also brought in some transfers with some name recognition of their own. I want to start offensively. Tyler Shuck, what made you reach out? What made you think that this was a good fit for your program? Yeah, needed needed some experience in that QB room. Mm -hmm. um, Henry Columbia coming back, who came in and won some games in the Big 12. I think we have two ultra-talented freshmen, Donovan Smith and Baron Morton. Uh, but we needed another guy. Mm -hmm. And Tyler became available, and we jumped into recruiting him. And he chose us. And it's uh, it's been good. He's come in. Uh, he comes in early. He stays late. He's dove in. Uh, he came in, his first day was practice three mm. uh, in the spring, and, and he's been good. So that's a competition, that's a fight that'll go into August and, and you know, probably extend into the end of August at some point. Uh, we'll have a starter and we'll have a backup and, and we'll go from there. But that room, that quarterback room is better at Texas Tech. It's the best it's been uh, in three years. Oh, yeah. No, I'm tremendously high on three of those guys in particular, uh, Morton, Colombo, and, of course, Shuck after what he did at Oregon. But on the other side of the ball, you got Muddy. You got my man Muddy Waters, who I, I, it, it dawned on me. I went and counted it up. That man's going to play more than 60 football games in college by the time he's finished at Texas Tech. You did your research. I, yeah. I know you're coming. I know you're coming. Yeah. So what does it mean for you yeah. to have that sort of experience on your backhand? He's calm. Okay. He's experienced. He's, uh, you know, he's a captain at Duke. Mm -hmm. He was academic all ACC, three-year starter. Um, he's played in big games. Um, he's played in big arenas. Um, for him to come in um, and add to our culture, add to our locker room, uh, first of all, he's a good player. Mm -hmm. But then you add the way he acts, the way he trains. Football's important to him. Um, he's another guy, comes in early, stays late. He's a football junkie. Um, he's a really good leader. Um, he's smart. He takes notes. He asks good questions. He learns. But he's also, and I think this is the key to all those transfers coming in and playing well, is he's adapted to his surroundings. It's not Duke. Um, it's different. There's new teammates. There's new coaches. There's a new lingo on defense, right? And so to learn that and absorb himself totally into that, um, and then you add the fact that, that he's a good leader, he's confident, um, and he's a good player, then I think his transition is going very fast right now. Yeah. I'm excited to see him, Coach. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I want to flip to what we've been – the questions we've been given a lot of different people and coaches, every one of the coaches, every one of the players, ask or answer some variation of these questions and have fun with it if you okay. can. 
The first one is say three nice things about your rival. Which rival? Who do you think is your rival? Uh, that's a loaded question. Uh, it I is. I can't it is, but that. that's why I say rival. Yeah. So you can take it whatever you say want. Say three nice things mm -hmm. about your, uh, your rival. Mm -hmm. um, their colors look better on them than me. <laughs> okay. They work really hard. Mm. And there's good coaches and good players at every team in the Big 12 Conference. See, see I like that, Coach. I appreciate that. Uh, which past college football player was your favorite? You know, you mentioned Garrett Mills. That's a favorite, <laughs> but I coached him. Right. Um, growing up, mm. college football player, um, honestly, it was Troy Aikman. Okay. Because uh, he comes from a small town yeah. you know, in Oklahoma. Henrietta. Uh, not too far from Salisaw. Mm -hmm. So saw him play, you know, at Oklahoma. Was actually at the game he broke his leg against uh, Miami. Uh, I was at that game. He was tearing them up. Um, and then, you know, goes to UCLA and then, you know, here for the Cowboys. Um, so that was that was a hero of mine growing up. I appreciate that, Coach. I, man, being there for that, I can only imagine how you felt when he went down. Yeah. So, yeah. Coach, I took the liberty. Okay. Uh, we should say had the arrogance to put together <laughs> the best all-time offense and defense for the Big 12. I'd all time? All time. Okay, what do you want me to do? So take a look at them. Tell me yeah. who left off and why you might put them on. Well, you, you left off Pat Mahomes. Hey, look, I had to remind your players about that, so I appreciate you coming. Okay. All right, all right. Um, Adrian Peterson all day. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we tried to tackle him one year at Tulsa. That was, his, in fact, that was his draft highlight against Tulsa. I think nine of our 11 touched him, and that, that highlight played all day on draft day. Oh, I'm sure Coach all Brandon right. was happy Okay, about defensively? That. Yes, sir. All-time defense in the Big 12. You know, Gerald McCoy. Oh, Von Miller at the time, because A&M was... Right. Yeah, Roy Williams. I remember when he dove over the O-line at Texas and had the safety against Sims. You and me um, both. <laughs> that was good. Derek Strait was a baller. I'm glad so, you said that because most of the kids don't even know who that is. No, he, I think he started for four years at Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, good players. Okay, Coach. I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, have a good time. It's fun. No, it was really good. Okay. I was All just right. trying to think of other You're still looking? I was thinking of Texas Tech's past players and everything. So your kids came up with Jordan Brooks, and they, yeah, they, they put him on there. They put him on there. Good. They also picked a fight about Crabtree. They picked a fight about him. Yeah, who was the wideouts? I didn't even know if I looked at the wideouts. Mm. Blackman, legit. C.D. Lamb, legit. Uh, Y'all went with 20, 21 personnel with one tied in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Crabtree. Um, I'd say arguably he could be in there. Okay. I mean, maybe okay. you're going to go three wideouts, two backs instead of a tied in. But see, then, I guess, uh, then the only formation I know how to run him out of is split back. Well, you can play split backs. You can play in 20 personnel. Okay, all right. I'd play with Crab. In the slot or on the numbers? Who am I putting in the slot then? I'd just take him back in Lubbock right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Texas Tech coach oh. Matt Wells, thank you so much. I'm here with Texas Tech players Dawson Deaton and Rico Jeffers. How you guys doing? Good. Doing good. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So I want to start with an easy one. I done heard so much noise about this dude, Muddy Waters, and then I go look the man up, and he's been playing football for like 12 years or something. Like, for <laughs> real, what does it mean for y'all to get a player of that caliber into the fold? 
Um, really, it's, it's great for the team. You know, he, he brings a lot of uh, – he ha brings a motor and he brings a great mentality. He's a hard worker. He's dedicated to the game. He loves football. I think he's a really experienced guy. I mean, he played a lot at Duke, started a lot of games, and I think he's come in here with a good attitude and he's been a good leader so far. That's a big thing I've noticed about him. Heading into year three with Coach Wells, what has been the message going into 2021? I think it's just to finish close games and mm -hmm. to compete as a team. I think that's a big thing. And we've over the past two years with Coach Wells as our coach, we've just had some games. We're in there, we're close, and we just don't pull it out. We don't finish. And so, I mean, I think that's a big emphasis for all of us going into this year for sure. Yeah, same thing as Dawson said, you know, finishing those close games and also, you know, falling in love with the game, you know, becoming a student of the game, learning, being more knowledgeable, being more coachable, you know, uh, you know, all those aspects help with those close games, especially those fourth quarter tight games, you know, where, where it's that drive that, you know, determines who's going to win. So I want to sit with you for just a second here because you are pops. Yes, sir. Do you get called pops? No, I don't do Paul. Pop. You get called dad. Yeah. Okay. How does that feel for you doing a, both of these major full-time jobs? I mean, it, it's great, and it, but it is tough. You know, um, you know, you got to prioritize your time. You know, you got to make sure you, you dedicate time to both because mm -hmm. they're two things that I love very much. And uh, you know, I just got to do my best ability. I know I'm gonna make mistakes sometimes, but I can't just fall into those mistakes. I got to make myself better as I keep on this journey. Mm -hmm. What is it like for you to know you're sitting next to Pops while you got to play linebacker too? Yeah, I'm a Pops too. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, for sir. real? I am. Yes, How old? 20 months. Whoa. Yes, sir. So you, you're like, you got to, you got to still be changing diapers. No, yeah. For you sure. change diapers? I do. Hey, dab me up right quick. Dab me up. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So what's it like for you? I mean, just kind of like Rico said, it's crazy. Just balancing both. Just I mean, going back home when I can to spend time with her. Also being in Lubbock, focusing on my football grind and focusing on class, my degree, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's a, like Rico said, full-time job doing both. Just got to balance both at the same time and do my best. Look, man, I'm with y'all on dad's dog. That's what's up. <laughs> See? See, like, my whole heart. My whole heart. Y'all doing this full-time and y'all doing that full-time? My goodness. All right. Let's switch to some fun questions. Y'all going to have me tearing up over here. <laughs> all right. Now give all these questions to all the players and all the coaches. Okay. Say three nice things about your rival. Uh, I guess well-coached. Um, <laughs> uh, um, hard workers and um, uh, good program. Say so they play hard. Uh, good guys, I guess. <laughs> um, and they're in a good conference, Big 12. <laughs> he said they're in a good conference. I don't have a ton of nice things to say. Hey, look, no, I appreciate you both for getting through three. All right. Uh, which fictional football player would you most want? To join your team? Fictional football player. Booby Miles. Friday person. Night Lights. He's a real person. Is he real? He Yes. Friday Night oh. Lights the movie, real people. Friday Night Lights the TV show. Oh, that's the fictional stuff? Right. All right. Let me think that one again. Okay. Then. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I got to think about this one for sure.
Oh, dang! Who was the running back off a of longest yard? Meg it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a popular one. Popular yeah. one. Meg. Say, uh, Adam Sandler. Quarterback, oh yeah, yeah. Longest Bobby yard. Boucher? Oh, Bobby. Oh, you Boucher. No, 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 no. That, that's a good one. That's you want a good. Paul no. Okay. I, I changed my answer. Bobby okay. Boucher. That's a good <laughs> one. Yeah. See, I've been Waterboy. Trying to, like everybody's been giving me that. I shouldn't have given it to you, but I'm gonna let you. <laughs> no, that, that's a good one. I like that. Okay. Uh, for the popses. Who on your team would you most want to date your daughter? I say TJ Stormont. Okay. He just transferred in from TCU. Really good guy. Okay. He's probably about the only guy right. to let do it. <laughs> about the only guy. Uh, probably Cameron Control. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy. Okay. Very good guy in the heart. You know, I think he would. Yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> All right. So. Here I have taken the liberty of making what I believe are the all-time best offense and all-time best defense in the Big 12. Take a look at it. Let me know if you want to pick a fight. How's Michael Crabtree not on there? You know, I'm glad that you say that because I understand the colors you got on. But, I mean, I watched C.D. Lamb get out of five dudes. I watched Michael Crabtree not step out of bounds. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie to you. I no, think Crabtree's cold. Yeah. He's cold. He's uh, cold. I think Jordan could give Kenneth Murray a run for his money. Jordan Brooks? Yes. Okay. All right. Let me make sure. But, hey, look, uh, you, you you got an argument. Both first-round draft picks, both tackling machines. Yeah. Oh, I'm with that. Okay. So, uh, I like who you taking off, though? Because I like he gave me somebody he's taking off. I'd probably put him over Justin Blackman. I mean, he had a really good career at Oklahoma State, too, but I just think Crabtree, best tech seasons ever. Okay. Probably best receiver at that time. First-round pick. Switch right quick. See if you're picking a fight. Yeah, this is a pretty tough team. <laughs> it's a tough league. Yeah. That's kind of the point. It's a tough league. It is. I like you have Sue on there. Bestie tackle. Nah, I appreciate that coming from an offensive uh, lineman. I do. Yeah. And Von Miller, got to have him. Man. I think your defense team is pretty solid, honestly. I, I can't think of any other ones. I love that you don't even care about the, the secondary or, or the linebacker. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is that to me? I don't really care. <laughs> Fellas, I appreciate you. Uh, I'm not even going to take it hard that y'all didn't say Pat Mahomes to me. Just, you know what? No, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that either. Take it hard. I mean, Vince Young Vince is kind of hard yeah. to argue. Oh, that yeah, is, you know, like when I get people come in here, they're talking about, they're talking about uh, Baker Mayfield. They're talking about Sam Bradford. They're talking about these Oklahoma quarterbacks and I say, which one of them won a national championship? Yeah. Okay. Dawson Deaton, Rico Jefferson, thank you so much for doing this. I hope it was fun. Oh, yeah, Sir, most definitely. You. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Dads, man. Yes, I, that's what I'm at. I'm, man, I'm going to take that with me. I'm going to take that with me. <laughs> that means a lot to me.